Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on. I'm getting it all clear from the studio. Are, Are your volume, volume levels, levels all set, set listener? Hello and welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. My name is Kale and we are still recording remotely from home due to COVID-19. But uh, things seem to be easing up on this side of the continent anyway. I'm joined today with Smiley and Crack. It seems like it's just going to be the three of us because Charlie's been a tough, 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 tough week. Yo, Charlie. It really has. We're here, Charlie. Plenty things to yeah. talk about today, but we'll try and keep it short and sweet. We've been actually been seeing replies that you know the, these episodes should actually be longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm all in favor of that. So yeah, we we'll, <laughs> we'll have to talk to the producer. We get things what I just talk before talk. We get to you, you, uh, you haven't, you haven't been able to get some things off your chest every day. Sorry, the boys, everybody, everybody, the boys, they to, cast me off. I don't know why. Oh, but today, there, today, there. If if it's just you and crack, there'd be like a battle of the heavyweights. Yeah, <laughs> boot to boot. <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Uh, l- let's get into it. It seems like football is coming back. The past couple of weeks have been good for the Bundesliga. Plenty, plenty goals. It's like they haven't even been missing in action. But Premier League have actually come definitively to say that they'll return on the 17th of June. Finally, finally, Charlie. It's been too long. I mean, obviously, obviously, health measures will be in place. I think they've done like massive rounds of testing and they will continue to test up until the matches resume yeah. I don't know about the living situation whether they all be on one side or they'll just be monitored by the clubs nah they, I think they decided not to go with that idea of everybody being in like a hotel camp sort of thing and they are going according to like normal schedule everybody will be playing in their own stadiums they'll be doing their normal things just in addition to the enhanced testing and all those other precautions essentially media the thing is initially i was against coming back too soon but the bundesliga guys have come back and they're doing it too why not they are also starving yeah yeah i've been it's been far too long that we've had any action of football i mean i don't want to say quality i mean Bundesliga, like the german league has been very very much entertaining with dortmund smashing paderborn last week six six one sancho too in the headlines for the right reasons and for the wrong reasons as well because yeah. I think he got fined for getting a haircut, a haircut ten thousand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that and that just that that just fuels the speculation, you know, because Dortmund ha- don't seem to really be treating him fairly. I mean, we are living in you know different times right now where the health of others have to be taken into consideration, so your actions have to reflect that. Yeah, and but, have and I think they've. Yeah, they have responsibilities to actually, you know, uphold and whatnot. It's just sad to see that, you know, um, he couldn't take these matters quite seriously. Because I understand, he, I, I saw him on the game before where he really looked like, <laughs> like everything like was just out of control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, something, something so necessary, you know, could have been handled very, very, very differently. And I think the club even tried to help him with that by saying that his barber could come to the stadium to I actually... Think, I think uh, the barber came to their house. It was a group Yeah, the barber came to their house. Yeah. yeah. But apparently it was because he wasn't wearing a face mask or something like that. I don't know what difference that would have made, but... Maybe all I can say is just come back to... Come, come to United. Come, come back, back, come, come back, back, come back, come back, back to me. Oi, oi, oi. Don't even start here. Don't, don't even go there. <laughs> Masawai, don't Masa even go there. See, this is your, your, your braces, your braces wearing as Dandaba boy who can't even sit up in Spain when he was bought for a record fee of 100 million at that age. Don't even oh. let us go there. Oh, see, make a good out. Charlie, make a you, you, you make, you make the move to Zhao, Zhao like that for your boss, bro. You know, today I'm in a happy place. I'm not going to engage. I'm not even the going to dignify those, those attacks with Don't ever insult yeah, Sancho yeah. in your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> good to see. Transfer, transfer-related news. Chelsea have been making moves, man. Releasing, uh, paying the release clause for Timo Werner, and like their front line seems. If they get a CAM, it seems like you know that that's it. And you know, I think they're being linked to Coutinho, uh, Havertz. 
Belcher, the, I mean, the left back position, do they really need? Oh, yeah, because right now they have that trash guy, Marcus Alonso, and um, the MSN. MSN. I don't think they are good enough in the long term. And Lampard is making all the right moves. Like, for example, Ziyech is someone who I think Man United could have looked at because he's a right winger and he fits. He, he's not expensive and he would fit inside into the United system. Instead of, I always say instead of Sancho, but I mean, he's a cheaper alternative. Hmm. And he yeah, might, cheaper alternative. He might, yeah. he might be better, but hey, 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 crack, relax. I'm not talking it. The thing is. Oh, crap, what be your mind? Crap, what be your mind? You relax. <laughs> if Smiley talks to you, what be your mind? Ah, uh, the listen, Smiley, make you finish. Oh, but honestly. He, he, he just tried to insert Sancho there. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, I think Lampard is making all the right moves because. They are all the signings they are making to. They are not um, overly expensive. You know, United will probably buy a player like Werner, and you see the price tag being like 90 million, 80 million. But everybody they are signing, uh, Ziyech was like what seven uh, was like 35 or 40 million. Uh, Werner for like 50 million. Every everything is all their transfers are on point. And the thing I like about them too is that there's no outstretched um, transfer saga and this today you hear that he's boarding a helicopter and tomorrow he's he's on a train and all those things that come with United signings. Their signings are straight to the points direct. Yeah. Nah actually uh, it comes that actually comes with big clubs, you know. When a, a team like United is trying to sign a player, you know the media that's their cash that's their cash cow. They have to write about it. They have to follow because United new sales. So I think yeah, yeah, other clubs, it doesn't really apply because Real Madrid, Real Madrid and United, they are the clubs that really, really are always dip into the rumor segment where they want to write that Madrid is targeting this, United is targeting this. And United still have the biggest fan base in the world. And they know that clickbaiting and everything really works for United fans because we are always eager to find out and get something new and all. But the answer saying, I like... Chelsea's transfer policy because anytime they are trying to sign somebody, they just go straight to the point, get it done, and get there. But we've seen signings that work and don't work out. But you are seeing them buying proper talent for very good prices, which aren't outrageous yeah. prices. As Smiley said, if, if United is yeah. going for him, you see the price hike for 90, another team going, you see 60, and all of that. Yeah. But I think we are too much caught up in this tradition, trying to follow away. United way, blah blah way, where we are saying humble but arrogant. Cause somebody look at ZH and say ZH comes off pompous and his attitude and all of that, which he has. But I believe football is speaks on the pitch. It's not about what's like. I believe in talent. Sometimes yeah, attitude counts, but you can't always take average players and say cause they have good attitude. See. Attitude, attitude <laughs> but your talent will not improve. Boss, you are average, you are bang average. You can be yes, master, you can be this and that. Master, if you are no good, you are no good. And we've been looking for a right winger for a long time. And ZH would have been perfect, but then again, we'll be getting Starboy, and I know we'll be getting Starboy Sancho for the right side. Then. And, and everything is going to be okay. Smiley, I don't want to hear a word. We'll be getting Jordan. Yes, Jaden Sancho and everything will be mm. fine. Yes, right. and also talking about Bundesliga returning. Look, I still can't watch their games 90 minutes. I don't know why. I try, I can't. I get distracted. I tweet, I text, I do all of that, I miss a lot, and end up putting up the TV. I just can't. I want Premier League back. Please come back. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> honestly, that, that, that's coming back. Funny, like, honestly, I'm actually enjoying it. The Bundesliga, like not all the games. Cause that's all you have. For, that's why you're enjoying it. That's how. <laughs> oh life no, is. no 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 Honestly, honestly, for me, it's mainly the Dortmund, Bayern, and Leverkusen. Leverkusen, I like watching them because I'm keeping an eye on Harvard because he's also one of my boys. But Bayern, you, have a, you have a funny way of choosing some boys. So, see some pozo boy that. Is oh why you why why you want to talk something about Harvard? <laughs> oh yeah. So, speak hey, your mind. Talk right now. What do you want to talk? <laughs> oh. I bet I don't know. I'm not convinced about that guy. He's good, but Charlie, they are better. I mean, they, 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 relax. They are be- who will be the better? 
The thing about Harvard is that he can play at least I've seen him play play on the right. I've seen him play four different positions effectively. I've seen him play as like a false nine. I've seen him play mm-hmm. as a central midfielder. My brother, and I've seen can, him play. Can you stop that? I've seen him play on what the is, right what, wing. I've seen him play on the his, left wing. What is his preferred position? His preferred position is attacking yeah. midfielder. Are you going for specialists or are you going for I can play everywhere? Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's not a specialist. He can pl- he's a specialist at CM, but he's also good on the right, he's also good on the left, and he's also good up front. And he can even play deeper. That's, field, that's good that for anybody. Ethic. That's good for anybody that will buy him. But me, my priority is a defensive midfielder. Oh yeah, diff- that one is a whole different topic altogether. I'm sure they'll find they have their eye anybody, on. Anybody, anybody oh. that wants a vet can go. Me, I'm not that convinced. He's good. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, he's yeah, just like a lot of other. Nobody wants you to be convinced. The world is convinced. It's enough. <laughs> Still sticking to transfers. Igalo decided, or United decided to extend uh, uh, Igalo's loan deal. It's a bit of a mixed bag because you have, as me, as Africans, we like to see uh, fellow, you know, uh, countrymen win. And you know, this is somebody who has been wanting to play for his preferred team for years now. He finally has the opportunity. Has been kind of efficient when called upon. Oh, yeah. You know. But yeah, and it's, it's funny. It's funny because me, honestly, you you all know that me. I was one of the people who was firmly against it, but he's proven mm-hmm. me wrong, and it's good for him. He, he's done I, I, Even I, though I'm surprised that he turned down that deal with the Chinese club because they were offering him four hundred thousand pounds a week or something to come back, and he turned it down. So actually, the guy he has passion. That one day will give him that. No, the but, but man turning down he, on that money. When he goes back, he's still getting the same amount. Too. But just that right now, United is taking care of a huge chunk of the uh, loan. Yeah, I think. About, yeah. about but he's still gonna get the same thing. Yeah, which is which is still good for him. Me, I'm actually happy because I wanted him to finish what he started. Because he has been good when called upon. Like yeah, he has the experience. He holds the ball yeah. well. Like. Yeah, yeah, his hold-up play has really impressed me. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. really, really. Because Charlie helps the front line and, and he's another senior player who helps in the dressing room and all of that. I'm really happy because... A God-fearing man. Ah, you know, you know, favor... Even pastor friend. pastor friend. Favor over labor. And we have two <laughs> prayer warriors. Ever since they came, look, ever since he came and joined forces with pastor Fred, United haven't lost a game. Things have been going well. The power of Christ. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. See this devil. See this devil. See this devil. Don't push it. Don't push it. Make make no make account out you for here. We go talk your track for here right now. But then again, yeah, I am vehemently happy. against church where they yeah, next to your house. This is a sports podcast. This is a religious podcast. Okay. Can we move on? Having, having agenda, if you if, having if you want us to move on if if you want us to move on if you want us to move on right mm-hmm. intersecting sports and society that has been one thing which has been on show this week with the unfortunate death of a black man in America by the name of George Floyd which has sparked protests across various countries around the world. And, you know, you are seeing a dynamic shift in uh, society. Now, sports has always been seen as a distraction for people to sort of go to get their mind off their daily troubles and whatnot. But then when you have a disease that has limited people's movements, made them stand still, sort of halted every single thing which has happened around them, that includes work, social activities and whatnot and they are made to focus on maybe what's on what's on tv right because that's how they get the information be on social media more and all of a sudden you see this graphic video where you have a policeman kneel down on a man you hear him plead for his life and there's no empathy whatsoever from the man and ends up killing you know george floyd now well, we've spoken about race 
and racism in sports for a couple of episodes if no one has listened to you can go and check that out but this is a situation where it is not sports 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 people have come out to speak but here's the case where they don't have sports to go and sort of have that avenue to speak they are speaking on tv they are speaking on social media and so you have this swell of support and rise in activism where you have different players now we've always sort of attributed these causes to maybe one player with raheem sterling being the last person well he's not the last but then the last person that we talked about who, who was in the public limelight and was actively speaking up against racism but then i was in sports yeah. you know but here's racism exists in society sports is part of society yeah. and so you know i i want you guys takes on it like we'll all be able to talk about it but like with this intersection right now where you have various happenings you know uh, from teams showing solidarity on the pitch because i think newcastle liverpool wolves <laughs> chelsea Liverpool, <laughs> they, 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 they all show solidarity by taking the knee and um you know so uh so in in line with the black lives matter movement Like, what what have you guys been take like in sort of taking this all in? Because this has been a very, very, very tough week to sort of process all this information. Well, for me, I hope, I'm hoping that it brings like a big, for example, I don't think it's going to bring a big change in the countries like Italy and all those things. Because those people is firmly, firmly entrenched. But what I'm hoping to see is... For example, one major thing I'm hoping to see is bookings for players who take their shirts off, especially to show a message. Like, Sancho got booked a few weeks ago for taking his shirt off. I think that was last weekend or last two weeks or something. Got booked for taking his shirt off to reveal those Mm -hmm. um, Black Lives Matter something. And I'm hoping... Yeah, justice for George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. justice for George Floyd. And I'm hoping that, in particular, that thing, there's a a change. Because in the first place, bookings for players getting taken off their shirts started because... They didn't want them to reveal themselves bare-chested on TV because uh, children are watching I, and all those things. That was the, I thought I thought it was over exuberant uh, celebration. That, that, or that was the origin. The origin. They didn't want players to be bare-chested on the pitch. Even that thing itself it was stupid because after the match, they all take off their shirts to exchange jerseys. And now we have a case where the players are all wearing undershirts now. So if you take off your shirts, it doesn't make a difference anymore. So, book, mm. still booking players for that, and even it, it, not even just to do a racism. Someone is doing a dedication to his dead father or something, and then you go and book him. It's it's very insensitive of the authority. So, for in that particular aspect, I'm hoping there's a change so that players can also deliver powerful messages in front of big crowds. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Crack. You don't be social justice warrior, cry. All what Smiley said, I, I don't think I need to add a lot to it, but sports in itself is it's really far behind when it comes to this fight for racism. Like, you've seen FIFA, you've seen... A hey, fight against, though. You said fight <laughs> for. for. Nah, I said fight against. Did I say fight for? You said fight for. Yeah, I said they are fight against racism because you've seen fifa you've seen fifa always always promote the this unity kick kick, no to kick racism, racism, kick out, racism out and all those things then you find italian fa heads being racist players and a lot the fans and a lot of things racism in itself is in sports is really going to take a lot of time to really go away but this movement this movement from america with the death of George Floyd has really brought a lot of people's attention to it. Even if you are faking itself, your voice is being taken seriously by a fan. Yeah. yeah Even if it's PR for you, people I, are still taking it seriously. I serious. actually want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I actually want to touch on that because whether they like it or not, um, sports personalities are role models yeah. in society. They are in the public limelight and are expected to uphold certain moral values and whatnot. Now, opinions and those things is a bit of a slippery slope because they are still human beings and they still are products of the environment and whatnot. But then there's a general collective 
where you know you can look at something and say this is right this is wrong you should be able to discern that at least and i mean you will we'll, we'll talk about various sports personalities who have actually spoken this week and i think no one more uh caught up with this than drew Brees, <laughs> uh football player you know i don't watch american football so i don't know uh the team which he plays for but you know he brought up that conversation of uh, oh you don't watch american, american football flag. i thought you did oh no no i don't watch american oh, football okay. no I, I don't even watch b-ball how go go watch <laughs> american football oh wow but no 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 but like um Conversance with the, how the game is played, and maybe a few players just because of um, yeah, how they. That's the same with me. I hold know, yourself. I know a few players, and I know something a bit yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, to continue to continue on that, um, it's, it was very evident that no conversations had been had, or not enough conversations had been had with him because. He completely missed the point and then went straight to the narrative which other people had been sort of uh, trumping up that once Colin Kaepernick started taking a knee or kneeling down during the national anthem being played at football games, he was protesting. Oh, he was disrespecting the flag, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he started talking about wars being fought with his grandfather and blah, blah, blah. That thing is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Everything is bullshit in this whole landscape because people seem not to understand that what these what what black lives matter stand for is a group of marginalized people who are hurting right now being targeted being killed being uh, harassed on a daily basis and you know they just want to draw attention to it so that the people the powers that be could you know enforce some reforms on the powers that keep on policing them, that that's you know the police, that is society, that is certain establishments which exist, and for someone to come out to come and say that you know, I mean you've seen various um, iterations of trying to differentiate between all lives matter and black lives matter, with mm. the simple message being that black we're not saying black lives matter the most, but mm. then as of right now, when everything seems to be going against them, black lives matter now. Yeah. And so some attention has to be brought to it. And it's quite disheartening, you know, when you see all these things keep on happening in society and we have nowhere to sort of voice that frustration, you know, because we're being told that stay in the house, don't go anywhere, don't be within two feet of people and whatnot. And so you, 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 you build up all this energy, angst, fear, frustration, and you need a release. So it's either you would go out to go and have a drink, you would go out to go and catch a sports game, or and even you don't have that right now. So people will go to the streets, people will protest, and you will see a variety of, you know, things happening. I mean, John Boyega has come out and has publicly put his career on the line to say that, you know, I know I could lose my job for this, but, you know, this is something which I have to speak about and whatnot. If things were normal, you probably just see like a short video post or him saying, I'm not saying that he wouldn't go as far as go, going to protest, but then some things would be much more at stake or, you know, he would consider a few other things. But when you have nothing to lose, you're stuck in the house, you're not even getting jobs and whatnot. Charlie, you feel that Charlie, you have a you have the right place to actually come out and say all these things. And that's how come a lot of people are being called out. Yeah. Like this, it was just a simple interview, and they just asked him a simple question. But right now, he's brought up a whole bunch of things. NFL to have come to apologize that you know we've <laughs> done. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was see what shocked me the most. Crabby, the 49ers being called look, a Kaepernick look, former I don't team. even. Hmm. <laughs> Your heart's cool <laughs> Oh no no no! Oh, we no, are we no. get <laughs> smiley like. Hmm. Now nah, you smiley go then I'll finish. I have a lot to say about this. Now, I have a whole lot yeah, to say. Yeah, me, me. I was just amused because I saw um, a video. It was like a video compilation of different NFL players coming out to make speeches and statements of their own, like short, short speeches. Odell Beckham, um, Pat Mahomes, and a few other players. And I was just wondering where were all these guys when uh, Colin Kaepernick was 
protesting. And I think it was even much of a protest. Just take a knee. That was all. Yeah. And where were all bring these attention, guys? Bring attention to it. All these guys, how, how many of them joined him when he was protesting? Just a few of them. And they are, if like one, just a one lot percent. of them, if a lot of the like major players had joined in, it would have been a whole different ballgame. But when it's just a few, and someone like Colin Kaepernick, his career was already on a downward curve, so it was easy to blackball him. The other guy, there was another guy, I've forgotten his name, but there was another guy who also joined him. He too, he hasn't been able to get a team since. So, now that all the big names are joining in, where were they when um, Colin was kneeling? It's, it's all very... Uh, you know, uh, with, with what you are just saying right now about this uh, NFL players not joining in back then, I kind of do understand them in a way and don't like it's 50 50. As somebody would say, keep it Virgil, Virgil, Virgil. So, <laughs> yeah, like four years yeah, ago, up, four bro. years ago, when he took a knee, mm. obviously, most of the NFL owners are whites not even like 99 percent are white yeah not all of them they have an indian this one owning one and another race last time they were saying it but all of them like you see majority are white you get it and back then it was something new that trump turned it against disrespect towards the flag so anybody that took a stand band that you are under contract you understand and it's much more easier right now when all the cooperation and including the NFL and their president releasing a statement uh, uh, talking about police brutality and they stand by black lives and all of that. It's easier now for the superstars and the blacks to actually voice out. You understand? Because NFL is a racist uh, corporation. Everybody knows about that. It's white dominated and they make all the decisions. But then again, there were some that still took a knee where as people couldn't take a knee, they held hands together they are just in a lock local form you get it to show that yes they are with you even though and the funny thing about cap taking a knee was that it was a soldier that told him that look sitting is disrespectful but taking a knee is still respectful towards the veterans because soldiers take knee when they are praying they take knee when they are crying they take knee when they are burying their their loved ones and all so it's actually better to take a knee than to sit that to sit and yeah people actually turned it into a propaganda and they were just naive about it going on about disrespecting the flag disrespecting the veterans look white people need to understand that whatever revolution they fought for whatever war they fought for blacks fought as well blacks also fought the war they came back and they didn't get the same privilege as whites because they were afraid that the war they fought for they also come and turn on them and fight for their freedom so they weren't still back they were forgotten and they were still enslaved but when you talk about drew Brees, my problem with drew Brees is that what drew Brees said was callous selfish and insensitive all what people wanted to appeal to you is your cognitive empathy people are protesting about police brutality which has got nothing to do with servicemen, the flag, the military, or anything. Blacks are saying enough is enough. Their lives are always under danger when pulled over. Are you trying to tell me that the video of George Bro, Wood, just walking. Like, like, just walking. Look, like you see a police guy's knee on the guy's neck. For nine minutes, which causes and the, death. It and doesn't, the it doesn't appeal. It doesn't appeal to your empathetic side. It doesn't appeal to your conscience, like your human nature, where you go like shit. That is wrong. But when you are asked about the, the protest, all you could talk about, you can't stand for people disrespecting their flag. You can't stand for people uh, disrespecting veterans. Bro, you are missing the entire point. And that is what the blacks are talking about. White people don't feel their pain. All they wanted you to do is just understand them for that moment. It's about them. It's about a black man being unjustly killed. Just say that it wasn't cool. Nobody was going to do anything to you. But you just say that, like, I, I still don't understand how your man could take that stance. 
I know a lot of people have come out to defend him that he once he has apologized twice, he's not racist. This is the first time he has messed up and all. But look, you can't force people to. Take I don't, I don't think it to be the same for him anymore. No, yeah, you can't. How people react is different. You can't say because he has apologized. Why is it that black black people are always expected to take the high road? Why are they always to? They are, they are always expected to be the ones to forgive and turn the other cheek. I don't understand. Like, how, how can you choose this this moment to be insensitive? Like, the timing here was so important and you chose to talk about that and disregard their pain and disregard their... Oh, God. Are you, I'm really, their plight, really yeah. Disappointed. Like, I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Uh... Uh, we we have, we as a nation have tried to show solidarity, and I think it's it's targeted, or it was done because we initiated this whole um, year of returning initiative. Now Ghanaians have their own problems, so they might miss the point. But I think um, we we who have empathy, we who or those who have empathy, those who see the use of uh, you know sort of showing solidarity and whatnot because i know that some people try to do protests and american embassy <laughs> quickly despite so see as, as i see it in as i go gym the morning there i'll be like ah what the fuck they have what the fuck is happening american embassy did what bro they called for, the, the, i think the Ghana police, uh, they, they issued a statement that yo Yes, it's something they can't oh, do. Oh yeah, now. no idea. They just shut it down. But see, the issue statement too. But they actually mobilized. They actually mobilized. They got the tanks out and everything. That don't try. If you try, dear Charlie, it could be our. And I think what 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 happened was uh, just a, a simple ceremony. I don't know where it happened. I don't know. Yeah, that one was I saw a, a picture. Funeral. They did a funeral ceremony for him yesterday. Friday, okay, and then today, and yeah. that's, today that's, Saturday, that's, they are also today is a vigil. Today's a vigil, a vigil. Yeah, the Black Star Square, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, it's important for us to uh, help where we can. So, I think us as a network and a podcast will be adding links to see how you can help. That's the listener. So, whether you can donate, whether you can raise awareness by reposting and sharing and tweeting whatever because at this particular point in time there's a lot of momentum sort of building up and uh, reform has to come change has to come change has been you know be put in a backdrop and not necessarily progressing but with this with these new times that we live in i think there's a renewed voice of uh, activism and people are really just doing the absolute most to make sure that their voices are heard now, to those who feel threatened by it, too bad. You people have been in a place of position for too long. And it just... There, there, there hasn't been any progress in the way that lives have been lived for these past couple of years. And so, you know, I'm happy with the way things are going. I'm also saddened and I'm also sympathetic towards those who have suffered because it's not just that one act of violence. There have been various acts of violence which have happened after the fact that uh, this man was killed on uh, video. So we send our hearts and prayers as a podcast and as a network to the family of George Floyd and all those who have suffered at the hands of the police. So Charlie, we all, we did do our best. Uh, <laughs> calmness, calmness, calmness. <laughs> Charlie, it's, it's, it's really sad. Proceedings with the challenge. It has been it has been really tough. Because people yeah. have combined their frustration, their unemployment, their lack of money to pay rent, and a lot of things like all just look, let's go out and protest. Even people just want fresh air, but they are protesting. That's why I said whatever you come out to do, the numbers is going for PLM. Like whatever you do, I'm actually happy. This time around, it has taken a different turn. All right, now to move on from that heavy, heavy segment, uh, we, we were still doing, or we're still taking our hot takes from the guys on social media, uh, people who listen to us and whatnot. And we actually have a controversial question, you know, sent in by one of our listeners. 
Like, let's hear him out. ATW, I have a question. Are you guys taking questions? If you are, I have a question that I think might be a debatable topic. It's about Ronaldo, though. So, I don't know. When Ciro was in the Premier League, when he played for United, I think he scored only one hat-trick, right? The whole career at United. But he entered, uh, what's it called? La Liga, you bang the hat-tricks like stupid. So, the question is, is the Premier League difficult than La Liga or did Ciro improve when he got to La Liga? Boom. <laughs> you guys, so you guys hear <laughs> everything the guy talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't. So, I mean, I think the summary of it is, uh, like you said, is the Premier League a more difficult league to play or score in? Uh, or was Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm not sure, like, that, that was clear, right? Cristiano Ronaldo, not the finished article back then. Mm. Me, I think there are two answers to the question. Because, for one, I also believe that the Premier League is a harder league to score in. And I also believe that Ronaldo was in the finished article. Because one thing that needs yeah. to be understood is that yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's career comes in two parts. There's the pre-2012 Ronaldo and the, 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 there's the post-2012 Ronaldo. Pre-2012 Ronaldo wasn't or he wasn't as direct as um, the post-2012 Ronaldo. It was after 2012 ah. that he became more... Black. Relax, yeah. relax, relax. I'm not not to even try and cut you off. Yeah. When you mean by direct, what is, when, when you say direct, what do you mean As by direct? As in more about goals, like more about scoring. Okay, yeah. okay, more okay, okay, okay. No more because because like, your man, no more, your man was, no, you know, yeah. tormenting defenders. Yeah, yeah, like was, that was his thing. Yeah, he was. Skills. He, but he, it was after 2012 that he started phasing out that side of his game, the trickery part right. and everything, and he became yeah. more of a finisher. Goal machine, yeah. yeah. So... I think that on yes, he um, the Premier League is a harder league to score in, and he also wasn't the Ronaldo that we came to see later on in his career because that wasn't exactly his game. So yeah, mm. that's my answer. But then, um, uh, oh no, crack! Right, yeah, you go ahead. What Smiley said, I think that's it actually. When you compare like that, it's like Ronaldo was starting off trying to understand his trade at United. He went to Madrid and up t- t- uh, took it up a notch. You understand? Yeah. He became a finished article at, at Madrid. He evolved. He, be- he became more of a go-first guy. He became more of a target man. And his role changed. At United, he was mainly a winger. Even when Alex Ferguson started moving Rooney to the wings and Ronaldo going through the middle more, that is when we saw a different kind of Ronaldo. And he won the world best. That's when we won the Champions League. Even with that, he was still evolving. You understand? He still didn't know how to win. He still didn't know. Like, he still lacked maturity back then. But in saying, like, La Liga, like, La Liga 2 was a bit tech. Like, La Liga is more technical than the Premier League. If, if we are being real. Exactly. You understand? That's very, it's a very technical league. And it takes a lot for you to dominate there. But the Premier League is a physical league. And they used to hack Ronaldo down. You know, they weren't allowing him to always disgrace them. And he was more of a dribble first guy, then later cross guy, or just waste chance or miss opportunities and all of that. But in comparing the two, you can't use weakness really that much. I think, as Smiley said, he wasn't the finished article at United. He was still growing. And he said pre-22, even we have... Pre two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, at United. Yeah, because yeah, people yes, need to understand that exactly. it was only after two. Even though he joined in, was it two thousand and three? It was around two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. That that is started when they started becoming yeah. a different player. So he actually after played the just up. like yeah. So it was like three seasons of him. Where he joined he at what nineteen? Come again? Yeah, he joined at what at what age? Nineteen. At nine was it? Yeah, I think nineteen. He joined in two thousand and three. So I think. I think it was 18. Yeah, it was 18. Well, I think you guys have touched on everything. And it's, it's quite important to note that... And 
I mean, we can sit here now and be sort of be making these comparisons, but then back then you wouldn't even try and attribute the goal machine to a like to a winger, a player, because those two or these two players, because these are the two players who you normally mention in the same breath, Ronaldo and Messi. Prior to them achieving the status which they've achieved right now, I don't think we would have placed that much importance to them as goal scorers. You would only leave the goal scoring to your dedicated striker. That's true. And, you know, names at the time were uh, Eto, Zlatan, Shevchenko, Van Nistelrooy. Like, you were given props. You were given props to Henriette. You were given props to proper center forwards. You weren't giving it to false nines and Vete uh, wingers or inside forwards or whatever. Like, we. That, that was not our attention at the back time. Back then, you scored 10 so, goals, if then you were hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you were hit. Scored 10 goals, then you were hit. Yeah, man, come on. We see, say, yeah, he did fit bank free kicks. He did fit give power, knuckleball shots. He did, like, he did, he know, did and, like, in leg and know, That was even one of the reasons why uh, Vanessa left Man United. Because Ronaldo right, wasn't yeah, true, um, true. direct, like, he wasn't, the, he wasn't willing to just run and go and Cross or pass to him. Cross the ball. Cross initial. Yeah, that's what started the tension. Yes, the Premier League is a difficult league to score, and some players have come and you know, despite limited chances, have been successful. Others too, you know, have come for a lot of money and haven't been uh, successful at all. And so, for Ronaldo to sort of create some sort of cult. Status that right as a right now because he scored a plethora of goals for Madrid. You know, you sort of look at his past that you know, was he really banging for United? You might see 100 goals and be like, mm. over a period of what five, six years, yeah. It's just that yeah. For that, I just prefer to use the last three seasons exactly yeah. where you know we won, we won back to back and then once going to win Champions League. So, you know, you 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 really can't sort of say that, um. You, that was what you expected of him back then. Because back then, that wasn't what was expected of him. Yeah. He sort of created this demand on himself that, you know, he has to be able to go direct at players. He has to be able to get into the box for uh, to tap in a goal, fire a long-range shots. Like, he, he has constantly pushed himself. And if you even look at him now, Sefa Juventus, they're saying that coming back, coming back to training... His fitness levels is much more than yeah, when he yeah. went. Like, like imagine, <laughs> when he went like off, he's, he's like faster than he was before the suspension. You bob and and it takes a different level of player to be able to, as you age, to be able to keep up with the uh, demands of the game. Zlatan has sort of shown that you may say French league is a farmer's league, but Charlie, your man at the age of thirty something, they bang in 40, 30, 45 goals a season. Charlie, your man, you and even came to the Premier League, had a came to the league at thirty five. He scored twenty seven goals. People don't want to give him. And in the second that. season, you know, he he changed his whole game and whatnot. I also think coaches too have He's had a man. big role, a big role in Ronaldo's life. He's had a coach that believed in him in Ferguson, a coach that sort of uh, uh, changed his game in Ancelotti. Because I don't think any other coach would have given him that freedom to be able to find himself like that. Other than Ancelotti, and Ancelotti oh, but, is an oh, ego. But to be fair, about Mourinho gave him that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yo, Mourinho came. Mourinho, Mourinho came after Ancelotti. Yeah. No, you know, no, before. No, before Mourinho before. gave him that. Trust. No, I think Ozil helped. Ozil helped. Yes, yeah, but, but Mourinho that counter-attacking style with them. yeah, yeah, with Benzema, him, Ozil, or sometimes with Higuain. Oh, he yeah. really benefited. Trust me, it was really to to play to Ronaldo's strength because of the strength, counter-attack. Yeah. Now I'm not going to yes. lie about it because he won. He won one world best with uh, Mourinho. Yeah, under yeah, Mourinho. So that Mourinho. one, it started with Mourinho. So I think, yeah. And I think, yeah, that was the only La Liga that he's won so far. No, he's won two, two right yeah, now. Yeah, he won two. One with Zidane. Well, one then with one with Mourinho. Okay, but then prior, like, he hadn't won he hadn't won La Liga no. before. But when it yeah, comes yeah. to Ronaldo, Seth, I don't like to put so much emphasis on coaches. Because that guy's determination, like, yeah, coaches set up and everything. But he's self-motivated. He's, yes. I, I feel he's, like... He's, he's, no, he's self-motivated he's to perform, the, but then... His positioning on the pitch and everything is not something that was taught. Trust yeah. me. That mm-hmm. guy is a is a football savant as well. 
Trust me. That guy is dedicated, watches himself. Like there was there was an interview where he actually watches his performances, watches how he moved, how he moved, and the re- defender reacted yeah. and all of that. And he trains towards that. Like yeah, that, that guy is different. Yeah, it's it's different. Like some some players are there. Look, they said Gajola put uh, Messi in the false nine position. Yes, but without Messi's talent and dedication to improve, trust me, he would have regressed. Like some yeah, coaches help, but players also make coaches. Like yeah, yeah. Ronaldo and Messi. Challenge. <laughs> Wow. All right, moving mov- moving moving on to the next hot take, and actually, we're still going to be in Madrid for a bit. This is coming from Carlitos Way, and it's actually two parts because it's, it's one part, but there's a rebuttal from someone called uh, underscore Marshmallow. So Carlitos Way said Carlitos Way says that Madrid has a better academy than Barca. <laughs> now the rebuttal is uh, Real Madrid's academy is never better than Barca's. I feel Madrid gives more opportunities now to their academy graduates compared to Barca, whilst Barca now have turned their academy into a cash cow. Just like Barca, I just feel like Barca is doing what Madrid did some years back by buying expensive instead of relying on the talents in the academy. Management and Barca is just poor, and we're seeing the effects on the team already. <laughs> so... The two sides of the argument: Mashoot. Madrid, Madrid Academy, Shouts, or La Masia. You know, it's a funny thing because you know, every time when we think about top academies, the first thing that comes to mind is Barca, Barca. But then Such it's like when when, when you actually think about it, in the last ten years, who who which player from the Barca Academy has has really how many players from the Barca Academy have actually made it? Like I, I can think of Thiago Alcantara, who made his de- mm. like the players who have made their debut in the last ten years out of the Barca academy and gone on to greater things. I can think of Thiago. Who else? Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> who else? I, I think you can say Tello is going is doing well also in the Tello La Liga. Yeah, he's playing for uh, is it Sociedad or something like that? He's doing well. Uh, yeah, but okay, he's doing well. Yeah, that's true, but. Considering you remember when um when and Sergi, uh, Ronaldo, Sergi Roberto Sergi Roberto yeah that's true but because you remember earlier when um what's the name when when um Ronaldo was at Madrid there was one Barca president who was trying to insult him and he said uh, Ronaldo is on the same level talent wise as Tello imagine he, he, yeah imagine he that more, made me hate the player well, <laughs> but yeah if you look at the Madrid academy. They've produced um, Saoni Guez, the atlet- guy at Atletico right now. People don't know this, but mm-hmm. he actually came yeah. from the Real Madrid Academy. Hakimi, Dortmund, he's also there. Carvajal. They have Murata. They have... Uh, they also have uh, this young kid, the Japanese kid. Oh, now he was at La Masia and then Madrid, yeah, took, Madrid him. took him. And then they have Nacho, okay, okay. Nacho Fernandez, Lucas Fernandez. And Fernando Valverde yeah, too. Valverde, yeah. Marcos Alonso also came from the Madrid Academy. So you look at Barca. I'm, okay, Delofo. If you look at Barca, Delofo too also came from them. And Adama, it's a bit Adama, of a mixed bag. Yeah. Adama, Tra- Adama Traore, yeah. Adama Traore too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he was he referring to this time frame or ever? It has to be. <laughs> when he says if it's ever, I think if it's ever. Okay, if it's ever. I if it no no if it's ever there, I won't, I won't even give it to La Masia because we all oh, know that. If we're talking about you set, yes, exactly. No, but exactly. If we're talking about you setups, there. But this, I don't know what. No, but he was talking about, about better than Barca. He wasn't yeah, talking currency. about general. Was okay, 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 fine. He's not. He's not talking. About, okay, fine. He's, I think the two. Just if we're just comparing the two, Madrid has a better academy than Barca. That's what Carlitos yeah. says. Yeah, currently, right? He's not saying that I have the best. He's, yeah, he's just not yeah, saying yeah, I have yeah, the best academy, the academy in the world. He's just saying think, if we're comparing it to Barca. And I think yeah. Mashud made his point in a way by saying that. He feels Madrid is doing what Barca used to do back then. Yeah, so you acknowledge it in a way, even though you are yeah, making your point. When you say that, he, yeah. yeah, you acknowledge yeah, it that right now, yours is shit and theirs are better, but you did it yeah. first, but they are doing it well. So right now, is their time to shine. 
just give them their, uh, their due. Yeah. In a way, I see his point too because they are not giving chances to the academy players as much as they used to. Right now, they are all yeah. and their their transfer strategy is like there's no actual plan to it. They just they buy just buy them. young talent. Buy, buy, buy. No, even it, young, like even Griezmann, like this me till now. I don't know why they signed him because I don't honestly, honestly, fit into honestly. their system. They signed Coutinho. They chased him for like two, three years. They used him for like a year, then they threw him away. They signed um, what's the name? Paulinho. Paulinho. Like, Paulinho. Yeah, that's it. They have to investigate it. Media will continue <laughs> to say it. Money laundering. Their yeah, transfer yeah, yeah, strategies. It's like they just buy whoever is available and then. Kevin Prince Boateng, can you imagine? Like, why, why is Barca? That was a shocker. Look, Barca, Barca did the absolute most by producing a golden generation of players that went on to win everything that you can in football. Except maybe, okay, well, if we're talking about that, we're talking about Iniesta and Xavi. Mm, they won club competition, they won continental competition, they won world competition. Yeah, they yeah. A, so they, like, they had a they had a golden generation which will be remembered. Yeah. But right, as of right now, they've lost the plot, and you know, like my, your guy said, you know, bad management has really just put them in a place where they've become unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, yeah, that's true. But we'll see how it goes with him. Yeah. Well, we'll now, see how it goes. Remember, um, the what's his name? There was this guy, was it Munir El Haddadi? Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy? Look, they touted this guy as the next, the second coming of Messi <laughs> for time. Hey, second, third, fourth coming. Like that guy. No, no, that no, guy no, was no, no, no. This guy destined for the top. Stop, 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 then, stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Ah, I mean, I think they played a game together. You could see that. Oh, yeah, some magic big thing yeah. happened, but. You know, stop doing players the next day, the next day. That's why they come, they never make it. Yeah, it's too much pressure. To, yeah, allow them to make mistakes and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, well, so Madrid better than Barca. We can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right yes, yes, please. Currently, yes, now I agree with it. Uh, and we have another take from DJ Pizarro. We're talking about what's no Madrid Barca. Iniesta. Is better than Zidane. No, so so we relax. So this 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 take here. Where I say I say is or was probably was yeah. Iniesta was better than Zidane. Iniesta's career is is all but is all but no no because they all because them all chop them all chop the same competition. So no one can try Zidane chop World Cup. Iniesta chop World Cup. If we're talking about peak yeah, competition. But so. in terms of uh, when it comes to um, trophies in general, Iniesta, the, I think the gap is quite wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between Iniesta and Zidane. I think he's, Iniesta has, has a gap of like 10 or 15 trophies between him and Zidane. And mm. you know, this this argument, <laughs> you see me, I'm a Zidane fan. Like, I, I, I love Zidane. There was, a time, there was a time when he was also one of my favorite players in the world. And I just think that the thing about him, and I don't think there's, you know, when you talk about this, people just want to always start, oh, you're you talking nonsense. How can Iniesta be better than Zidane? But it's much, much closer than people like to admit. Facts. It's just that I feel like Zidane, Zidane's game, he just had this swagger about his game. Him and Iniesta can do the same move on the pitch. They can do the same thing. But Zidane just has this swagger in his game that makes oozes class. Yeah, oozes class. I think it's the same with. I remember I was also another time I was also talking about Henri and Suarez. I feel like almost everything Henri could do, Suarez could also do. But Henri could would do it in a way that looks like he's not even trying. Mm-hmm. It just it just comes naturally. But Suarez, it's effortless. Suarez it's has this between between yeah. like he's rushing. He's do, it makes him buga like, buga, buga yeah. Buga, but then he go do the thing yeah. Same thing, but, Henri's own it just looks smoother, and I think but, that's the same thing with Iniesta. And but I think you see when it comes to uh, like the Barca team, like if we are talking about the teams Zidane played with and all, even though Zidane played with um, stars, like he won the Champions League before the Ronaldo's and the Figos and the Beckham's no, and all. No, it, actually, Figo was also there. 
Figo was the first of the Galacticos. When they won the Champions League, Figo, Figo yeah, was Yeah, Figo was there. Okay, yeah, I stand yeah. to be corrected. Like, when they became a full-blown like, Galactico, do you get it? Yeah. Zidane was still seen as the leader of that team. Yeah. When you go to France, they had Vieira, they had uh, uh, Henri, Blanc, they had Perez, they had, they had Blanc and Oba. Yeah. Zidane wasn't wearing the captain armband back then, but he was still seen the, as the leader. Everywhere Zidane goes, like he has that personality about him that everything has to go to Iniesta, uh, him, him Zidane. Like Iniesta was more seen as a collo- collective. You understand? Yeah. A combination of Busquets, uh, uh, a, a combination of Xavi, Busquets, Iniesta, Messi, this. Like you can see Iniesta's talent and all, but I don't think there was a moment where everybody was seeing Iniesta as the main man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You see, the, I, the think, thing, I think, I think people pick Xavi more yeah, people like after and, and Messi. But, but what you are talking about pure talent, like in terms of football skill, you know, it's very close. Like what, yeah. uh, what uh, Iniesta can do with the ball too is marvelous. Like he's a magician. And no, but you know they attach this leadership to players as well. Like as you said, Zidane. Owns I mean, players some, like that anyway. Some, some class and. Like, uh, uh, Zidane comes into your team and you know this is your leader. He doesn't need an armband. Do you get it? Like, Hierro was captaining them, but Zidane was still the leader in the Madrid team. Everything had to go through Zidane. You see, uh, the so thing it's, about it's a him... So, so, it's the a thing, difficult ar- argument. Uh-huh. The thing about um, Iniesta not being the leader like in his team, like, Zidane, for example, you're saying Zidane was the best player in his team and blah, blah, blah. The thing is, I also think that if Zidane was playing in Barca team, Messi would still be the leader of the team. So it's more, it's just, it's see, just a matter see, of... See, Messi's thing. leadership uh, can be questionable no, because it's like it's enforced sense, on him. Not leader in the sense of like captain, leader, like, I mean, leader as in the best player on the team. I'm not specifically saying best player. Okay, because the there were moments the where Ronaldo was even better than Zidane in that match. Yeah, 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 because leadership saying, comes in many forms. Yeah, or, saying, or not many forms, but saying, in different I'm forms. I'm saying like being the automatic outright best player. Yeah. But there's this something mm-hmm. about Zidane, his aura, like his yeah. personality, you know, do you get it? Yeah, like yeah, people, bad. you know, people uh, associate that with these old stars and you know, they go like, don't disrespect them. Like Roy King. Yeah, you understand. Talking about Roy King, people actually forget his qualities. All they remember yeah. is your man's hardness, his leadership skills, and all. But he was good. Yeah, you understand. So when passer. Rooney people was, don't in, talk about yeah, that. Rooney was interviewed and he said, "One <laughs> of the best midfielders he has played, he has played with was uh, Roy King." People are like, "You played with scores? Why are you just Roy King and all?" Like you understand. So I think Zidane, but in terms of pure ability, is really close and. I, I might go with Iniesta. Because we need to consider the fact that Iniesta yeah. scored in three different... He's the yeah. only player to score in a World Cup final, a European Championship final, and a Champions, yeah, Champions League, League final. Yeah. Yeah, so big goals there. Yeah, yeah he, the big he, moment. He might... Yeah, he has it. He he might, yeah. He but still, if, I mean, if we're talking about football ability there, the demo. Ah, bro. Ronaldo can't cut them. Ronaldo can't cut them. Ronaldo uh, can't cut down. The, the Juventus goal, eh? Uh, even uh, even Bale can uh, do some. Oh, but relax. Then still please, no. Please, please. Unless they do the next 50 goals, best goals in the Champions League, Zidane still has his boss. They've not done it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, after now, we're not discounting the greatness of the goal, though. Yeah. But we're just, if we're talking about best Champions League goal right now, and even in the final, there's Bale's own. And then wait, Ronaldo Zone did it come in the final no, or quarter final or semi final? Semi final, uh huh. Yeah. But yeah. let me let me so, you see you see one thing you people need to understand. Two thousand and four he was Zidane. Mm-hmm. Single and nearly with Portugal out. Did was it England or Portugal? England. England was the quarter final. Yes. And I think and he also Portugal. Took, no, I don't think because Portugal, no, Portugal was, lost was in the final two, to Greece. Portugal was two thousand and six. Yes. Sorry. World Cup, he took Portugal out. Yeah, he took Portugal out without penalty. I for, that was it a one nil match or something like that. He took Portugal yeah, out, so. and yeah. he was like Zidane was the outright star at his age in the 2006 World Cup until that yeah. last minute moment. Headbutt. Yes, Apparently, he was even going to win the Ballon d'Or. It was yeah, the he was. Yeah, he was going to win the. That is like, look, you watch Zidane against 
Brazil. That match is still one of my best matches ever I've watched. Like, you could see the difference in class. Like, you could see it. And, like, at that age, I think people always, like, our generation, we are too focused on stats. Like, yeah, stats are dope and all, but, you know, Ronaldo's quality yeah, but the thing about Iniesta, the thing about between Iniesta and Zidane, that one, you can't even use stats because both of yeah, them are in stats heavy yeah, players. that's true. So, it's, no, I'm saying different... in terms of you saying he's the only player to score in this, 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 this. Like, that's really dope. I know, but... But I mean, I'll still go with Zidane. Uh, sorry, Iniesta, when it comes to my eye test and what I've seen with the ability on the ball, like, me, man, that, that Iniesta me, is a magician. I'll go. I'll go with Zidane, but it's just that it's not as clear cut as people like to yeah. make it seem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just fine margins, very little between them. It's really closer than it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let, let's bring it home uh, with the last hot take for the day. Uh, <laughs> this comes from Opoti Evans, and he says that Tony Yaboa was not a better striker. Than a Samoajan. Oh, but, uh, but he, I think he, I think he quoted somebody. Oh, no, 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 oh he's, he's asking somebody. It was, it was his own thing. He was talking saying. But apparently, the clarification okay, but, was he was specifically saying just for black stars. Just for black. Just stars. for black stars. Okay, for black stars. Yeah, ah, okay. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because Charlie Asamoajan, it's, it's just painful that his entire legacy is coming down to a missed penalty. Because, because Charlie, the guy. No, no. Um, I think it, it's too, yeah. That's what everyone will remember, but I don't think that will define. <laughs> it won't. It won't be as definitive as that because they'll know that he was a great enough player for this country. Yeah, and he, he's us, still the highest goal scorer, took us uh, uh, yeah. African goal scorer in the World Cup. In the World Cup, like yeah, he's still... yeah. So yes, he missed the penalty. Yes, it it it, it knocked us out. Or it, it robbed us of an opportunity to go into the semis. Yeah, semis. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we'll bash John all, all we want, but I don't. As, think, I yeah, don't as, think... as 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 a, I think as a country, yeah. we won't let anyone try and shit on him. True. Yeah. Or try and make it about that. Yeah. But we internally will always say that, bro, like you really fucked and up. There will <laughs> never be a, a best Ghana all-time eleven without John. That's just a fact. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. The guy, yeah, he, he's had his moments. I remember there was one time that even Van Nistelrooy was talking about him. I was very surprised. And he was talking about how he's, he is, um, it's a regret for him that Jan chose to go to um, yeah, China, the Emirates and China so early in his career. Because when he looks at him, he's a striker who has almost everything to succeed at the highest level. He had yeah. the strength. He Wait, you said who said this? Van Nistelrooy himself. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. He said he has the strength, he's good in the air, he has the finishing and hold and up the play. Movement. Yeah. yeah, the hold up play and everything to succeed for a top team in Europe. So it was it was a regret for him to see him go too early to um, China. And even it's true, but actually if you chase the money, Ghana, yeah, when you look at how most of these retired players are living, you have to you have to make your money. You yeah, yeah, your I'm all for that. Brother, just go. Yeah, Look at Pate at Atletico. See, see the chicken chain he's taking. <laughs> yeah, brother. Go, go. You see how some of these players, like you see, you remember Kawa did an uh, interview with, um, was it Abedi Pele's best friend from his youth days? Yeah. And the guy's, he's literally living next to a gutter. Maybe the gutter overflows. Yeah, that was the sad thing. That yeah, was the sad thing. That was the with all the, Like, imagine, like, hmm. Huh. Well, well, we actually did it this time. We actually made like an hour long episode. So, yeah. want to thank you guys for. That notorious Kofi 233 boy. Thank you for listening with us. Uh, we have more hot takes, but then uh, we'll answer it in subsequent episodes. And we actually have an NBA special coming up. We know that you guys like. The review of the last dance. I, I've, I've right now everything is finished, so I'm actually going to take my time and watch it this weekend or so. And even I even want to touch up on Tony Abuate. Today is actually his birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah, Premier League. Yeah, yeah so Premier League are, are doing their thing the by 
Yeah, that 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 goal I saw his back, bro. Vol a uh, control then vol then match the team go the top corner no. But yeah, uh, look out for our second NBA special episode coming out soon. I'm sure they have they they, they have hot takes as well and we'll be reviewing the Last Dance uh, by Michael Jordan and also do well to send us more hot takes for discussions on future episodes and if you haven't already follow and interact with our twitter account atw podcast gcr actually there's something funny about so guys who listen to <laughs> listen to the podcast what we should call them the whistlers whether, <laughs> whether I, I, dominators I, I, I like, or I like the whistlers <laughs> but yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't be as popular as you guys have made us if it wasn't without you so thank you for that and continue to support and subscribe also want to give a hearty welcome to miss now who is now on our network as well on fire just released an episode out if you haven't please do well to check it out Crazy, crazy, crazy episode. And I had to confirm it from uh, another worker, which was true. So listen. Oh, Mina, I know, I know where you go, but it'll be cool. It'll be cool. <laughs> Mommy, Mommy. just get links. <laughs> Mommy, Charlie, if you for take we go there, I'll also give them some nice love, you know. <laughs> don't don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Uh, but yeah, uh, do want to like, subscribe, share the podcast, uh, subscribe to other podcasts as well. Sex and Sanity, Sincerely Accra, uh, The Bogger Room, The Free Your Mind. I keep on forgetting Free Your Mind. Want to, that'd be one of the first ones. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if come to the end of the other episode, ATW dominates the conversation. This has been a Gold Coast Report production. Silence! Mic check one, two, one, two. Boo boo! May I have your attention, please? Clear the floor because our forever queen of morning radio, the one who says it like it is and doesn't give a shit, the motherfucking real deal, Miss Kicking the Door, Waving the 4 4, now has a podcast and it is on fire. Make way for the one, the only, Miss Nah! Hey y'all, it's Miss Nah. I know you've missed me. I've missed you too, boo-boo. Yes, I have. And that's why it's time. Yep, the podcast of all podcasts is about to hit the big three this Friday. Google, Apple, and Spotify. All you gotta do is subscribe. I know radio is fun, but this is about to be on fire. Subscribe, y'all. Subscribe. It's gonna be lit. Oh, fire. <laughs>